Thank you for joining For Our Special Kids, where we openly and honestly discuss the magic and the mess of raising a child with special needs. We are thrilled to have you here and hope this time provides you with some wonder and wisdom. I'm your host, Jennifer Lansing. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of For Our Special Kids. I am so touched that you are listening today, so thank you. If you haven't listened to last week's episode yet with Creative Lives Executive Director Maureen Burford, I recommend you take a few minutes to listen to that before diving into this part of my conversation with her, as the previous episode will give you some substantial building blocks on how to use a better balanced chakra system to engage with your child. Maureen really goes into depth about what each of the chakras um, means and how you can better connect with them. In today's shorter episode, Maureen and I do a bit of brainstorming on how to work with children with special needs using this approach. She shares some very touching moments she's experienced when engaging her third eye in a more thoughtful manner. And we get into some really fun stories and just touching moments. So be sure to listen to the end where Maureen shares a very magical experience that could possibly transform how teachers engage with their not so interactive or perhaps on the spectrum students. As always, I hope you enjoy and let me know what you think. You know, when I taught this exercise to children, they learn it quite quickly. Yeah. Give me some examples of that because as, as parents, I would love to talk with Teal about her chakras and I would love to have her sit for 10 minutes and meditate with me and open up her energy. That's probably not going to happen for my Mm six-year-old. So is that me selling her short? Perhaps because we haven't tried it. Mm -hmm. I know she knows. I mean, we've got crystals and oils and all sorts of things all over the place and we talk about it, but having her start to experience it is something that I'd like to start introducing. And I think many parents are afraid of the rejection. Yes. The first time that they try to introduce something like this. Yes. So, uh, okay, go ahead. That's a, it's an appropriate concern. You know, you don't want to end up being the preacher, right? <laughs> and the, the, yeah. The children are like, ah, mom, you know, right. Please. Mom, that's uh, no, don't ever talk yeah. to me about it. So I, right. um, I think it's fine to be a little covert with some of this. For instance, when a child there, you I could teach the TAD technique directly to kids, and I have done. I just call the center of this, and I call the solar plexus kind of the ocean of emotion, and I call the third eye the wise view, and that we all have a wise view, and when we activate it, you know, we feel calmer and we know what to do. We know what our next wise move would be, our next good choice. And so I have examples of having children have radical insight going from emotional consternation. This one little girl, I I was, I've been angry for four days because my friends teased me about a mistake I made in class. And I can't understand why they would do that. And my feelings have been so hurt. And I don't even know if I want to be friends with them anymore. And she was a fourth grader. She was our first guinea pig in the this classroom setting, 30 kids were watching her do this. They were riveted, of course. Mm-hmm. And when she got up into the zone and she opened her wise view, her whole face brightened. And she opened her eyes and said, that was amazing. And this is what she said. 
I'm paraphrasing only slightly because I can't remember verbatim, but I did write it down right after. So she said, that was amazing. I mean, you know, the first thing I saw was that my mistakes are good because that's how I learn. And I saw my friends were making fun of me because they're embarrassed when they make a mistake. And I thought, well, if I'm not embarrassed, I'll show my friends that making a mistake is okay. And and that'll be good for them too. And, you know, I feel just fine now. And everybody's yeah. jaw dropped, including mine. I, I thought, holy Nelly. And, <laughs> and then I Nelly. said to the group, would anybody else like to try it? And every kindergarten to fifth grade, every hand shot up. It was so real for them. They saw the difference and they heard the difference. Right. So that's a very overt um, teaching, but with a younger child or a child who's really upset and you don't want to say, let's go do the TAD technique right now. <laughs> it's letting them have their feelings, but also being aware that if we can get them back to doing something that focuses them, staring at a candle, doing tinkering with or sewing, doing something that requires fine pointed, the, the more pointed, the better. Their third eye will open because the third eye engages when we focus deeply. And as it does, their feelings will calm. And that's a really great time to problem solve with them. So that's a more covert or sort of leading them in the TAD technique without hammering them over the head with it. And right. I use that a lot with many children and in groups. You're teaching them slowly to pay attention to when they're feeling overwhelmed, upset, or scared that that can change. Mm -hmm. It's so important for all of us to know that can change. So that is very important for all of us to understand. And as you were talking about how to engage the focus with a child, I sit there and say, okay, immediately I'm like, well, my daughter can't sew because you know her fine motor isn't there. But at the same time, stringing beads. Yes. Or perhaps... And again, I don't know this. I'm just brainstorming. But let's say uh, we're doing a puzzle. Yes. Or a child that's autistic who repeats and repeats and repeats. Could they put colored blocks in order? Or would that kind of help that? Yes. I okay. think those are all good examples. And, you know, as you're working with your child, your sense of knowing is needs to be trusted. You know, if you're in the zone yourself, you're honing and you're experimenting and you're seeing what works, dimming the light in the room, lighting a candle and putting on relaxing music, and then just staring at the candle together, blocks, sorting puzzles for teal, finding what does pull her focus and works for her. And so this is where it's so important that, yes, it's it's universal that we all have a chakra system, but how each of us can strengthen it is, is unique because we're individuals. So I have ideas, but there are many, many more ways than I've ever discussed in a talk or in a, or used in a classroom setting. So individualizing this work is a critical part of bringing it to children. That's what I was just thinking. So the next step then, and mind you, we are going to bring you back and go into a lot of specifics because this is kind of like teaser zone of what is what is this system and how how is it structured? 
And then we'll bring you back and really get into, okay, let's, th- let's think about math and let's think about a child with autism, or let's think about a, a child who isn't walking and how that affects their base chakra development, all of that stuff. So I really want to get into that at the next um, episode that we do. But what you do it with creative lives is you help individuals, parents and teachers, customize learning environments based on these systems, correct? Will you explain that a little bit more? Yes. And I think that the training program that we've developed starts with a nine-week course and then a second nine-week course to go deeper into applications with children. But it's kind of like learning how your whole instrument works. For me, it was like that because I'm a musician. I thought, oh man, I knew these notes and these keys, but I didn't know I had that note. Or I used it unconsciously. I didn't know how to activate it at will, right? And so, yes, this training program introduces the system first for ourselves so we get a direct handle on it. And I think that's so important. Once we as parents start to understand this function for ourselves, this the sky's the limit. Of course, we want to help our children and we'll be doing that as much as we can from the sort of wisdom of what we see to do next. We're so glad we are you said this. Be the experts on right. Yeah, we have this witnessing and knowing about our children that is so important. And if we get a gut feeling something's wrong, could it be a fear that you know a fear left over from the past that once you go up to the third eye dissipates? Yes, but could it also be a signal that you really need to look at something? Yes. If some if you're hearing something from somebody else about your child and it hits you in a way that makes you want to say, hmm, I, you know, I always go back and and use the tad technique to see what I see, to really take it in. And um, so yes. So this idea of helping parents get this in their own bones so that they then can advocate for their child can also be creative with ways to help their child. And ultimately, we're looking at parts of the system that don't work as well for us as a priority, right? We focus so much on what we do well. But to really grow, it's so helpful to look at the places in the chakra system that aren't functioning as well for us. And the work on those is very growthful for ourselves. And then it's also growthful for our kids. I'm really glad you brought that back up because as you were talking earlier, I thought, oh my gosh, the biggest starting point is right here, me. If I am not connected to my seven systems or my seven wheels, then how can I ever expect my child to be? And it's I've been I've been feeling myself process as you've been talking. I'm like, oh, I just feel like, oh, I could make decisions right now. I could just because you made me aware of just those two, just of mm-hmm. third and you know, or my mm-hmm. solar plexus and then my wise eye. And or the wise owl or whomever you said. I like the wise owl, actually. That, that's um, nice, too. You yeah. feel like the wise owl. I, one of my favorite songs, the wise old owl, sat in the oak. Yeah. 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 You feel like the wise owl when you get that third eye open. Because yeah. we, are, we are all wise. We all have this capability of wisdom. It's not emphasized in our culture. But when the third thing, I, this is another... I mean, this can sound so new, but I hope it also sounds so practical because 
I found that in some ways it simplifies human development in a way that I really get it. Doesn't mean our work is easier, but I feel like I'm working wiser. Is that good English? I'm working smarter because wiser. I, I like it. I, I'm working wiser, and I have more patience, therefore, because I I know I'm you know I'm heading in the right direction with the children I work with. And they are my teachers too. They they have blown my mind. And I, you know, often I don't get told that a child is on a spectrum or has been diagnosed with autism when a parent brings them to work with me, especially when I worked as a one-on-one music teacher. But you know, being around children gets me more in the zone. So it's one of my strong places. So I'm working with a, a violent student with autism but didn't know. And um, her parent brought her in for a coaching. And I remember watching and waiting and listening and speaking very gently. And I can't, it just was unfolding. And at one point I thought, I need to touch her shoulder so that she'll feel what it's like to drop her weight more and physical touch can help. And then I heard to wait and then she played some more. And then I heard to ask her, can I touch your shoulder? And she looked at me and shrugged. So I put my hand on her shoulder and on her wrist and I felt just felt her arm release and adjust. And then the sound changed and she got a great feedback and her father who's sitting in the couch, his eyes went wide open. And she went to the car after her lesson and he said, I cannot believe she let you touch her. She doesn't let anyone touch her. And I I think it was partly this musical relationship we were forming, but it was also me trusting the zone, like my wise view. It wasn't an intellectual thought form. It just was a knowing. That was a very profound experience for you. I can feel it. And I it just come, it's emanating through the <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah. yeah. It was profound. It it was. And and it's not isolated. I've had with children with trauma, with children with varied learning needs. I've just had surprising experiences, not surprising now, but surprising at the time because I didn't fully understand what was happening. Now that I do, it's not as surprising because when we're lined up, you know, we are, we are able to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Our conditioning falls away, our fears dissipate, and there is a feeling of Oh, such a good feeling of the right next step. You know, I'm no master of this. So I'm learning to pay attention to that in the areas of my life where that's harder too. Maureen, I'm so happy that you joined us today. Goodness me. Yay. What a delight. <laughs> what a special uh, opportunity. And I'm I'm so grateful. Yes, it's a lot to take in, but you know, we have time, right? <laughs> we do have time. And like the fourth grader said, we're all learning and we're all making mistakes and making mistakes is part of that. And it's part of all the deal. right. That's right. I encourage everybody, just go try, right? Just yes. Just go try. Go try and come join me. I love working with parents in our training program and I love helping people get this for themselves. And I learn from my adult students just as much as from the children I've worked with. So yes, we love, we'd love to have you. So tell me about the nine-week course uh, for educators and parents that opens on the 18th of June. Um, yes. And then I know you have weekly Zoom classes. Is that the same or different? It's the same, yes. Okay. We have a weekly Zoom class on Tuesday nights from 7 to 8.30. And then uh, the course is online. There's a wonderful learning portal that our team has helped design. So 
reading materials and exercises, reflective writing, and time to work with another parent or teacher, a partner work. So it's a really rich and wonderful opportunity to get this into your own knowing and experience. And people can go to creative lives with an S at the end.org to learn more. They can. Oh, so, I want to take the course. Oh. So it's online work and then it's a live weekly classes. Yes. For yes, nine weeks. That's, right. that's okay. right. For nine weeks. And you know, it's probably about including the class time and the time that you're talking with your partner for about 20 minutes a week. It's probably in the range of four and a half to five hours of your time each week to re-watch the videos, do some writing all together. And, you know, that can sound like a lot, but I found that it just kind of flies by. Because <laughs> it's so lovely. Okay. It's pretty lovely. Yeah. I can't wait to go check that out. I will encourage everyone else to as well. And then please, everybody pay close attention because we're bringing Maureen back. We're going to really get <laughs> into some very tangible things uh, for us as parents and teachers that are listening, but also therapists. I yes. mean, I, I can just see this being anybody just having more skill sets, more tools in their toolbox to help influence their intu intuition and their wise self so that they can be just better people, but also better engagers with their children. I love the system and I'm so grateful for Ellen for her, yeah. her discipline and inspiration and clarity and bringing it through, you know? Yeah. I have one final question for you. Yeah. And that is give me one magical experience that you've had um, with a child with special needs. I know. I know. It's a tricky oh. one. So many. Well, um, this one, this was one of the early ones, a little girl in our program who was mostly deaf and had very little sight, um, fell in love with circus class. And it turned out that she was very kinesthetically gifted. She, I mean, perhaps because of the limits of mm -hmm. her eyes and ears, her mm -hmm. kinesthetic sense was so uncanny. And it hadn't been fully explored at school. And I don't think her parents were quite aware of how this would be because it it wasn't gym in circus class. She was able to do activities that were very self-contained and learning to balance and learning to juggle, which you can't believe she could do. And then doing both at once. And she would light up when her circus teacher came anywhere near to, she, she would just say, you know, Mr. Katie, you are my favorite teacher in the whole world. And, <laughs> and um, and then, of course, I had a student who, uh, yeah, so that was an early one that just really touched me. And then one really memorable experience with a child, actually a child on the spectrum, was having him join our after-school program where he preferred to sit isolated. And I was tuning in slowly, and so was he gradually getting accustomed to being with this group of K through fifth grade often rambunctious students after school and being very energetically sound sensitive, sight sensitive, sensitive. But we would have this circle time every day after snack. And in the circle, he often chose to be on a little mat separate from the rest of us sitting on the rug. And I thought about it and looked at it. 
And then one day this inspired idea came to me and I had to sort of, I don't know, four foot high giraffe that had been no, a stuffed giraffe that had been uh, donated to our program. So I sat the kids down and I said, today, somebody really special wants to visit our group, but they're a very, very quiet being. And we would have to be really, really quiet for them to come. But would you like them to? And this was K through second graders. Everybody wanted that. So they all got quiet. They were Their inspiration, curiosity was stoked. Um, and by the way, the student had never spoken in class, never opened his mouth. So I went to the closet and out came Taffy Giraffe. And Taffy <laughs> sat down next to me. <laughs> and I told the group that Taffy was really feeling grateful that they would make it quiet enough for him to feel comfortable. And then I leaned over and I listened to Taffy who had more to say. And Taffy said, in fact, I feel so comfortable. If you want to ask me a question, you can come up and, and I'll tell you something that I think is, is something about, you know, anything you want to know. And, um, and then I said, and it might be something you want to know about yourself. Taffy's really good at kind of tuning into kids. So they all came up and they asked Taffy a question and they listened for the answer and then they told the answer. <gasps> and it was really, really magical. And while this was happening, we'll call him um, Daniel, little Daniel's scooching closer and closer and closer in from outside the circle until Daniel was in the circle and then moving closer and closer and closer to Taffy. And then raised his hand and stood up and walked to Taffy and listened and then looked around the circle, really seeing the kids fully, I think maybe for the first time after three weeks in the program and said, Taffy says, I'm a really cool guy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get a little teary when I think of that moment. Yeah. It was the door opened and Taffy came back frequently and the children all created an atmosphere where this very quiet, sensitive child felt more and more comfortable and then moved into cooking classes and art classes and other things. But that was a breakthrough. Wow. Good on you and good on those kids. And good on your third eye and yeah. all, your, all your things. Inspiration and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Devotion to the children. You know, it's yeah, that, it's all connected. Yeah, it's all connected, right? Well, thank you very, very much. I look forward to bringing you back, Maureen. It's been lovely. And it's just an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found one or two meaningful nuggets of information to make your day better. If you think there's value in what we do please take a moment to tell another friend, family member, or caregiver. We'd love to hear from you at forourspecialkids at gmail.com. You can send in a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like to learn more about, or if you'd like us to highlight a certain person, please send that information to us. It makes our show so much better and so much more valuable for you. Our Facebook and Instagram handle is for our special kids. And finally, remember to witness the wonder and the wisdom within yourself and others. Until next time.